0: Hey, just wanted to take a quick break from this episode so I could tell you guys about how I just launched my new Patreon page. If you don't know about Patreon, it's a great way for people to support creators with a monthly subscription. Becoming a Patreon supporter can even come with a few perks, like early access to new episodes and getting special shoutouts on the podcast. I've recently started working part-time at my job so I can focus more time and energy on the podcast and YouTube channel, so any support would be massively appreciated, and it helps me towards my hope of making this my full-time job someday. So if you want to help support me in that, please head over to Patreon.com slash HoopTheory. That's Patreon, patreo dot com slash HoopTheory. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome to the Julius Irving episode of the Hoop Theory Podcast, a.k.a. episode 66. My name is Logan Wertman. Recording this one on the evening of Friday, December 1st. And as usual, I am joined by my witty co-host, Jacob Roth. Jacob, how does it feel to be on the Dr. J episode?
1: It feels pretty good. Um, Did he score 66?
0: Nope. That's just a combination of, well, just his numbers back to back. And he didn't get an episode
1: because of uh uh bill russell my brain russell. turned off for a second and that would have been sacrilege if i would have messed that <laughs> one up uh so six okay and i like that because that'll give us more like down the road a little bit of sauce to cook with if we need it because i well we will for sure uh, yeah
0: well that in one in the 100s i'm sure we'll be going th- back to jersey numbers
1: what i think that will also probably be like there's some guys that are just going to be overshadowed like 34 we went with, was it Hakeem? I think so. But like yeah. Paul Pierce, yeah, I think. Charles Barkley, those guys just don't get an episode. That feels wrong.
0: Shaquille O'Neal.
1: Shaq, yeah, yeah. whatever. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah, Giannis, yeah. There's just a lot of guys that like are probably- I think we did, I think it was Giannis. Instead of Hakeem, wow. I think we did use Ani- we were Giannis, using, yeah. We were smoking some crack cocaine. Well, I think it was because we were talking about the Bucks that oh, episode. So we, like... And also, like, if it's, like, a more modern player, they get a slight advantage. Yeah. I'm... Like, Giannis and Akeem's peaks are pretty close. That's fair. You know what I mean? Like, that. if you give them, like, pick one year of one guy,
1: 2020 Giannis or 94
0: Akeem. Was 90... it 94 Akeem? Whatever. It 95 be. is when he won, I think.
1: But anyway, uh, yeah, so we're gonna come back around. So if your favorite player, maybe they're a six foot one sharpshooter out of BYU named Jimmer Fredette, or maybe they're a uh, redheaded bench player legend, Brian Scalabrini. Oh. Or maybe they're, they're just a guy that just doesn't get that much love, but they're your favorite player. There's a chance there'll be an episode someday. So keep your head up, King or Queen,
0: Yep, because sixty six, there was nothing in terms of who, what, who was like. If we followed our old rules, who was sixty six? Do you remember? Uh, Michael Adams was the best player for <laughs> the draft pick sixty six.
1: Okay, yeah, and then there was
0: just like nothing. There's a number. There was no one. Or, oh no, there was there was a few. There's a few people, but nobody that.
1: It, well, you'd think it'd be like one of the European guys would have like scooped up.
0: Yeah, sixty six
1: because. I think we've talked about this before how like European An Australian guys
0: Australian did. Oh, I Andrew Bogert. Bogert. He did it. <laughs> Bogert. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: and speaking of jersey numbers, we're, we're we're spicing up today's episode before we get <clears throat> into the meat. Uh usually it's like a rant is how we open things up, but that's we're, true. We're try- <laughs> we're trying to spice, a, add a little bit of seasoning, some Cajun seasoning. I don't know. We're spicing <laughs> things up a little bit. We're gonna open up with trivia. We used to close with trivia stuff, basketball related, but we are going to uh, flip the head on that. And Logan is just gonna go uh, just just sicko sh- mode. Sh- sicko mode. I was gonna <laughs> say full autismo, but I.
0: <laughs> I- <laughs> That's. Like, there was a guy who commented on uh, was one it of my. One of you with
1: your nose? Oh, I thought it was gonna be the nose with you, like like being within like what? millimeters of the capitals of different countries with your nose.
0: Oh, oh yeah, that <laughs> it was one? awesome. That-
1: but I was like, "There's no way that he's not gonna get cyber bullied a little bit for that one." No, nobody said well, anything. That's awesome. Because yeah. I was just like, that's just crazy how he's just like. <laughs> I couldn't do that yeah. on a map, but you were just like, <laughs> so,
0: some of those were like, I got really lucky because there was a few that were in small, I just knew the country what if it was in. Luxembourg, I think? Yeah, so there's Luxembourg, there was Andorra, and there was the capital of Slovenia, which is Ljubljana or however you pronounce but it. But you were just like, uh, it's in the summer. I knew the countries. Yeah. And they're just so small of countries you were like, that like, If I got in it, it was like right on, you know, because I could see the border of the country. Oh yeah, and I know where I know all the countries. Yeah, like more than I know where like every single city is. You know what I mean? No, (laughs) because that would be an extra level of crazy. Some of those I I knew about where they were. The other ones were like I just know the country it's in, and I got you know what. What's insane though, like the human
1: brain, think about this for a second before we get to trivia, how crazy it is that you can just be like hazard and I know where that's at on a map of Nebraska or like Shelby, Iowa. I know where that's at or like Paris, France. We know where that's at. Just these random things that your brain just stores or the fact that like, I don't know how many songs I know every word to. Or yeah. you, you're probably the same. We're yeah. just like the second you hear the beats, your brain just goes like through the filing cabinet at the speed of sound. And it's just like...
0: yeah. I've and then heard,
1: pulls out the words.
0: I've Look heard people say before. Is. Yeah, I know. I've thought about that before too. Because I've met people that... Like there was like a group of people one time that were like, this is the one song that I know all the words to. Like everybody has that one song the they know. One? Yeah, I know. And I was like... <laughs> I, I don't know if that's just me, but I feel like I have like dozens of songs that I can, I can say everyone. I would, if you go to the 19, 1995 to
1: 2005, what played on country music radio, I would wager I could hit 90, I'll go 80%.
0: Of yeah, especially place? especially like melodic contemporary like music, like pop music, because like yeah, you can remember melodies and stuff like that way easy. Like rap songs, I've like there's so many rap songs I know like every single word to, and that's way harder to yeah. memorize. I like based no. on experience, rap is much harder to memorize than like a normal song. Well,
1: yeah, because it's like a verse that's a different identity that's like not yeah, just because it uses the same beat. It like doesn't. It. It's
0: yeah. Mm, uh, yeah. For whatever reason, melody just makes things a lot more memorable. But um, yeah. Anyways, we were talking about the brain. TikTok. The guy that commented. Oh yeah. You you said full alt- autismo. <laughs> there is a guy who commented on, on the t- one of the TikToks of me playing Purtle, And he said, is he acoustic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I thought that was funny. But yeah, for some reason, I just remember numbers. Me and you are both kind of like this, just like-
1: The way I remember numbers is stupid. It's not normal,
0: but like, if
1: you were to list off a 10-digit number, I would break mm -hmm. it into twos, and I would associate whatever football player comes to my mind to that number. Yeah, see, that's- I was gonna say- Like an old number I used to have to remember was I th- have we talked about this on the pod? How I don't think so. Uh, so like an uh, old film, number I used to have to remember the numbers were Ty Law, Julian Edelman, David Andrews, and then Drew Brees. And so that was just the number. And I was like, okay, bing bong beat or twenty four eleven sixty nine. 69. That's 60, then nine. Drew Brees was just nine. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, that's it, instant. Don't even need to think about it. Just bang, 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 bang. Um, yeah. But I I couldn't tell you, like, if I didn't have that little thing, I couldn't remember numbers at all. That would be pointless to me.
0: That's what I was about to say. Like, numbers is, if you just give me a set of numbers to remember, like, I don't know if I'm that good at that, but, like, my memory is just very, like, uh, what's that called? Like, relative or, um, and there's a word for this. It's just not coming to mind at the moment. Uh, Associative. Oh, Associative. So, like... When I see an album cover or something like that, the year the album came out just like is at the front of my mind. Like most albums I know, I know what year they came out. And I just remember things like that without trying. I don't know why, but it, I do. Like Jersey numbers, I feel like is the big thing. Like when I watch like Kenny For Real or like other NBA YouTubers like play Pirtle and stuff like that, they're always like, they don't, they're they like, I can't remember any Jersey numbers. They don't know any wait, of them. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Who, who did you say? Kenny For Real. That is king of the fourth quarter, peasant. It is not Kenny for real. You are behind the times.
0: Those are two different channels. The same guy. Yeah, it's the
1: same guy. King of what? the fourth quarter is-
0: Why can oh, I not say Kenny for real? Because
1: it's like sacrilege.
0: That's the channel he plays Pertle
1: on. I know, but that's just like <laughs> sacrilege to not call that man king of the fourth quarter. Kenny him. We'll just call him that. Shout out to that guy. That guy's doted with the sauce. Yeah. He's also getting to do like huge things now, which is awesome. Yeah. Gotten... I've never met the person in real life, but I feel like he's just like a, a, like literally doing what we do except turned into like a famous person. And there
0: was a crossover of the century. You know those hive mind guys that I've showed you clips of? They did- No They've way. done three videos together now. They had Kenny on their show. Three times. I like the I, first I, video I want... they did was they draft- rappers to do like they fill out a starting five basketball team with rappers made out of (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that was the first it it was pretty funny i'd I'd recommend them but uh was just crazy i was like i didn't even know these people existed in the same universe like this is just (laughs) this is so weird but um anyways going back to i think
1: my power forward would be uh
0: biggie a (laughs) biggie Just to get some size down there. Yeah, so somebody on like their last pick because it's it's a Oof. wheel. They don't get actually picked. They call it picks, but like oh. they spin a wheel and, and they just they get, get somebody, and then they have in. to slot them in. Uh, on like somebody's last spot, they rolled Dame Dalla.
1: Damien. <laughs> oh. oh, I wonder whose team's probably gonna win.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was over at that point, but um, um yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, as I was saying though, watching those guys play Purtle and stuff like that, they never remember jersey numbers. But like to me, like that's just like automatic. I don't know. Really, I don't even like try to do it. But I can like visual. Sometimes I'm like, I don't even know if I know it, but I just have a feeling. I'm gonna test you, know you know right me? now. Okay, give me some. You ready for this? Hmm? Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis. I don't even know what team he's on right now. Is he still on the Kings? He was number zero. At one point. Um, what was his
1: number in college?
0: I'm just kidding. That's going way too deep.
1: Uh, he is still on the, the Rap- Kings. Yeah.
0: On the Raptors, he was number three, zero or three, I feel like. He's still on the Kings. He's number three on the Kings?
1: He is number three on the Kings. Yeah. Okay. He was also number three for the college you went to. Do you know where he went to college? Um... What? Old- Oh, absolutely right? correct. We'll, okay. Yeah, we'll go a little bit easier than Terrence Davis.
0: Marvin Bagley, the third. Duke, uh, jersey number. I know this. 35. Yeah. Alec Burks. Right now, he is a different number. I think he's like 14 now on the Pistons. Um, Used to be eighteen on the Knicks. Been like five. He's been like ten.
1: What was his? Uh, where did he attend college?
0: Colorado. Yeah. it's... Buffs.
1: Also, can you this say is- the
0: jersey numbers that are listed on his basketball reference? Oh. Do I feel better about myself. First, yeah. So I can confirm. People don't think that you're a poser. I'll say a number. You tell me yes if it's on there. Fourteen. Hold
1: on, I got to get there. I got to get there. Because I got a random list of uh, ten NBA players. And I got it. okay, yeah, ten is
0: on there. Twice. I okay, fourteen is on there, right? Yes, it is for right now. That's Pistons. 18 was on the Knicks. Yep. He's been five somewhere. on the
1: Pistons last year.
0: Okay. So are the are there any more numbers?
1: Uh there is two more numbers. Three more numbers, because I can't count.
0: Oh. When he played for the
1: s- no.
0: Dang. I don't know if I'll get the rest of these. Zero? That's okay. Uh, no. Oh, uh, he was a higher number on the on the Warriors. Right? He was like 25?
1: Yeah. Just 20. 20. And he was also 20 when he played for the Sixers. Okay. And then but nice. mid-season of 2020, he swapped from 20 to 8.
0: 8? Oh, yeah. On the Warriors. Right. Who is Patrick Beverly? What is going on? He's number twenty-two on the Sixers right now. Patrick Beverly. No.
1: <laughs> the Celtics uh, Sixers game is going on right now. Jason Tatum checked out. We'll probably talk about technicals because I'm going to get mad at some point uh, mm-hmm. if this game goes poorly. Anyway, we'll keep looking at uh, some numbers. Uh, Zach Collins, who surprisingly looks like the producer for Malcolm Moore. Uh, Ryan
0: Lewis. Ryan, I don't even remember what Ryan Lewis... like. But he, Zach he's, Collins with a b- b- beard thing. Uh, yeah, Zach Collins is 23 right now on the Spurs. I believe he was 33 on the Blazers. That I will, 23 and 33. I
1: will confirm. I think you're right, but that is 100% correct.
0: Zach Collins. But
1: there you go. Uh, we are looking at uh, Frank Mason.
0: Zero. <laughs> Ten.
1: Where'd he go to school? Kansas. That's very true. Apparently he's not in the NBA anymore. And yeah, I knew that. 10 was his number. He also wore another number. Not zero. It was not zero. Zero was wasn't this Kansas number?
0: I don't remember. I feel like it was zero or something low, maybe two. Um 15. It was 15.
1: Um Amon Schumpert.
0: Oh, 21. Pretty much always, I feel like. I believe you are always, correct.
1: But... Uh, actually, only for two teams he was able to wear 21. Uh, for the Knicks? The Cavs? Cavs, he did not wear 21. He didn't wear
0: 21, okay.
1: Because was that? Who wore he 21 wore f- on the Cavs? Sorry, what? I don't know. What,
0: he what, wore what was five,
1: it? maybe? He did not Cavs. wear five. He was. It's very close to five numerically.
0: Oh, it is four. He wore four. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. And J.R. Smith was five.
1: Yep. yep. And then when he played for the Kings, which I totally forgot that he played yeah, for the Kings earlier. year.
0: That, that was the team I was thinking of in my head where I was like, did he wear 21 there? It was, there was, a, tw- it was a 20 number, right? No, it was nine. It was nine. Yeah. <laughs> that the, His, like the image of his, you know, that just like pops in my head all of a sudden. I don't know how, but all of a sudden I just know that I know it. You know you, what I mean? You know
1: what I missed though? I just thought of this thing of a Shumpert. You know how I used to have like the 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 flat, flat top? top? Yeah. I missed uh Jalen Brown's.
0: Yeah, honestly. That, that was, was like cool. his peak that was look.
1: <laughs> Most iconic, I think, is probably the term we're looking for, but uh peak but, look, I don't know. That just seems weird. That seems like a weird a weird deal. Yeah. I don't know. It's peak. Drew Holiday and Patrick Beverly. Oh, they're friends. They gave each other a high five. It's okay. Um he wore ten on the Brooklyn Nets and then twenty-one. What are we again. talking about now? Amon Schumpert. Sorry, sorry, oh, sorry, sorry. Okay.
0: Um I don't even remember him being on the Nets. Was that in the pandemic?
1: Yes. And the year after. Oh. So both of them were a little weird. Uh Gabe Vincent.
0: He was two on the Heat. I believe he's seven on the Lakers. That is correct. Um, and then
1: Torian Prince.
0: Torian Prince, 12. Always? For seven years? Pretty sure, basically always. Yeah, Even at Baylor. He
1: he changed for one team in 2020 and 2021. He could not wear 12.
0: Who would that have been? That would have been... Not the Hawks. Where did he go after the Hawks? The Nets? Did he go to the Nets?
1: He did go to the
0: Nets. That's where it was different?
1: Yes, for two years. I guess, I, guess I said 10. twenty 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 one, or maybe it looks like the second one. It wasn't even a full year. He must have. Maybe it was part of the cat. No, I don't know what why he went to the Cavs in the middle. Is it a season. double digit number?
0: Nope, it is a single digit number. Single digit. Um. Two. It was two. All right, that one I did not know at all. I just went off the logic of how players tend to pick their number. Like if they're twelve, they can't use twelve. Use two. Yeah. Yeah, Where did Blake like
1: Griffin go to college?
0: Oklahoma. You are twenty three. Tyus Jones. We're doing colleges now. Tyus Jones, Duke.
1: Montrez Harrell.
0: Uh Louisville. Ty Jerome. Uh UVA. Derek Jones Jr. Uh Miami. Semi no. Was that right? I think so. You're, you're not, not checking it. them. You're you're just no, trusting me. No. No,
1: <laughs> I'm not trusting you. I'm going off of my knowledge as well.
0: Oh, well.
1: Because I can't look people up on basketball reference that fast. Oh, it was not Miami. Yeah, this, I was going to uh, say, yeah, I don't think it was. This was a fumble.
0: I kind of just said that. What'd you it say? It felt
1: right. It, it, it's not even close to Miami at all. Yeah. Nothing about this school feels... Is it a big feels, school? N- no. The town it's in is big, but the school itself is not. Northwestern? No.
0: Where is the a, city geographically-ish? Like we use like west east.
1: It is west of the
0: Mississippi. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's west of the Rockies also.
0: And it's like a major city, like top twenty. just Pro-
1: probably yeah, probably. They're on a coast, they have
0: they have major league
1: teams. They have like NFL, NBA, NFL, uh NHL, MLB. They have teams in that. Not all of them, but in that some of them.
0: There might be one soon. You said West of the Rockies? West Is it of on the coast? Rockies. Did you answer that? No. I'm not on a coast. It's there's West like of the Rockies. It's a big now. city. So there's like Phoenix. That's like it, right? Nope. There's one more that I can I, think of. Are you thinking of Vegas maybe? Yes. Oh, he did. He went to UNLV. Um, UNLV, yeah. I knew that. Dang it.
1: Um, a bit of Christian Semi-Ogele. I do know this one.
0: I feel like I knew this one at one point. They're, Demi- more,
1: they're probably the most famous for what happened to them uh when they paid football SMU. players to go to their school Good job uh Cassius Stanley
0: he went to Duke pretty positive it is sane vertical also he is also not in the league he did go to Duke for some reason oh I was thinking of Cassius uh Winston, Winston. yes from Michigan State Michigan State. And at uh, that road Dan Denzel Valentine, as you can say uh
1: well, we blew through ten. did we do Gary Clark
0: For what the college Gary Clark College Indiana It's I don't know that, that was like a shot in no, the dark but it just cl- kind of... it's
1: close to Indiana, uh but it's not. It's a smaller school. six they are now as of today, a member of the Big 12 conference.
0: So as of today, doesn't mean they were
1: when he played there. But as of today, they are a Big Twelve conference,
0: and is near Indiana
1: geographically. Yeah,
0: I think the
1: state. I'm pretty positive the states touch,
0: unless I'm flipping
1: two states in my brain. They do touch. The states do touch.
0: I mean, it's a smaller school. It is
1: Vanderbilt. Tennessee does not touch Indiana.
0: Oh, Kentucky does. Yeah.
1: Kentucky does, but it's not Kentucky either. It is a Big Twelve school. See, this is where we're different—is the college side of things. I might be—that might be the only place that I can like hold my own.
0: Yeah, Gary Clark. So let me narrow down the state first: Pennsylvania. Nope, doesn't touch Indiana. Doesn't? Nope. Oh yeah, There's, you're right. You're totally right. I'm. This yeah. state
1: is in the way. Just, just, Ohio. Just, Ohio, always has been.
0: Um, smaller school in Ohio.
1: It's not a small school. It's a power five school.
0: But it's, but not it's, like, like, it's not called Ohio.
1: Cincinnati. No, Cincinnati. He was a Bearcat.
0: Gary Cl- I and have then the last zero one, memory I, of Gary Clark in college, <laughs> honestly. Uh, I didn't say it because I need to make sure they even went to college. The jersey numbers, I, I don't think I missed any of those. I nailed every single one of those. Colleges is like a little...
1: Yeah, they do not go to college. Because so.
0: they, they don't wear their college on their jersey. I feel like it's probably why <laughs> I'm not as good at that. Alfred Kaminu. Oh, uh, yeah, he went to Wake uh, Forest.
1: Yeah, he did. The only reason I... I,
0: re- I knew that was because he was one of our first players in this trivia. Earlier. Not this trivia game, but our old one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well... I think that was a pretty good little trivia sesh.
1: Little sesh. Little sassy sesh. Uh, Transition. Seamless. Uh, Do you want to
0: talk about basketball stuff
1: now, sir? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's talk Uh, about actual basketball that's happening right now.
1: And actual basketball that's happening right now is we are in the midst of the first inaugural in-season tournament. And I think personally, they uh, did a little oopsie whoopsie. And I think it's formatted terribly. (laughs) I yeah. think, like, and we've talked about this before. I just think that taking the four games in your group, two changes should happen to the before the play-in tournament at all. Mm-hmm. Make it eight games
0: and make your group be your division. In-season tournament. Just make, I can't In-season, remember if we've been saying that the whole time, that saying, last time you I said play. I keep saying,
1: saying play. I do, I too. keep saying play. In-season tournament. Mm-hmm. It should be eight games to get in. So you're playing home and away the teams in your group. Yeah. I personally believe your group should just be your division I agree. and call it good there. Because not every division, basketball is the least mattering of division. Like division never comes up. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know if I could part like you go to almost any other sport and you take divisions, like there's these just heated rivalries in division because you play each other so many times. Mm-hmm. Why basketball doesn't try to like Because how many, like, aggressive in-division rivals do you... Like, usually it's, like...
0: It's not really ever aggressive, but, like, usually the only people who know about it is, like, the fans of the team. Like, you know, Nuggets Nuggets and Blazers, Nuggets and Jazz for a little while uh, were kind of a thing, just because we play them so often. But those Um, have
1: no significance to anyone on the national level at all. Yeah. Didn't even realize that those games, like... Not that they didn't mean anything, but, like, it's just not... Other than like New York and Brooklyn, that one seems pretty. Like I wonder why. Just because
0: they're in the same city, but (laughs) they're the uh, same city. Yeah, but Sixer Celtics. I think is uh, one that was. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. Sixer Celtics is a big one.
1: Um, but like other all time Houston Dallas matters to them a lot. Pistons Bulls might be one. Like it obviously, both of the franchises have not been at the same level of competitiveness for a bit they kind of been, but like there was like mm-hmm. a good fifteen years where that was like must watch. That's it. Milwaukee like,
0: and Chicago used to be a big thing, uh, before before Detroit and Chicago.
1: But I just feel like if you're trying to get these playing tournaments to matter and people to care about them, doing that would like do two things: make your division games feel like they matter more, yeah, and then also.
0: Make Those it rivalries. easier for the
1: scheduling people because all you have to do is turn a light switch and be like, oh, that S- S- Sixers-Celtics game or that uh, Nuggets-Jazz game on that Friday night, we're just going to make the court fancy and that's going to be an in-season tournament game. Mm-hmm. That And you just do a home and away because in most scenarios, point differential is like the sixth thing on the list because it's like win percentage and then it's head to head and then it's um a like opponent like record against like opponents and it's like opponents against.
0: can you explain that one i'd never heard of that record against like same opponents yeah so like
1: i'll just break down like the crazy scenario that happened in east group
0: c or whatever group the celtics are in so, are you talking about just the tiebreakers in the midseason tournament, or like just in general? I've n- yeah, I've never heard of that. I've heard of. I'm pretty sure it usually goes. It's like you said, win percentage, then head to head. In a case of a three-way tie, it's like I mean, then, division winners. But then, but yeah, yeah, then they have position in the division, higher win percentage within the division if teams are in the same division. But before all that, I'm pretty sure point differential.
1: Point differential is at the bottom.
0: In regular Are you like NBA getting this playoffs. off of something? Yes, and just oh, yeah. playoffs. I like you mean seating, like standing? Yes, seating. The
1: point differential is seventh place.
0: It's, okay, so list the things above it. You have a he- list that you're looking at.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it's, and this is about this. I couldn't have done it perfectly, but I, this is the th- so it's head to head, and then point position in the division. So if you're first in the division, that puts you above obviously uh, then it's higher winning percentage within the division. If the teams are in the same division, then it's the higher winning percentage in the conference. And then it's the higher winning percentage compared to the playoff qualifying teams in one's conference. Then it's the higher winning percentage compared to playoff teams in the other conferences. And then we get to the highest point differential. Hmm. So it like almost never comes into play for all of those things to be tied. But the problem with this in-season tournament is steps three through six, which was highest winning percentage, blah, 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 can't apply because there's only four games being played. So it jumps instantly to point differential, which just turned into this dumb thing where the Celtics are up by 31 points and they're intentionally fouling Andre Drummond.
0: Yeah. I, I don't hate that part of it. Like, I think point differential should be...
1: And I'm or, okay with I've, point differential to a certain extent, but I think there should just be eight games then, so it doesn't matter yeah, that yeah. much. So there's not, like, one fluky night that... Crate, like, the Nuggets, the second or first or third or whatever you think they are, best team in basketball, are not in the in-season tournament.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What? But Yeah. I mean, that's just... we. It was an unlucky timing of Jamal Murray's injury. and
1: Yes, but like um, my point is, like, obviously they want some variability, and, like, it's not just going to be the eight best teams. They don't want that to be the case, or else they would have structured it way different and just took in the top four in the standings of each side and just said, mm-hmm. you're in the tournament, gamers. Uh, but that's not what they did. They wanted it to have some sort of variability, and they wanted some games to matter more. And I just think that, like... I just find it interesting, like the Thunder also being a team that aren't in it is weird to me. I'm also just a Thunder. I'm just a Thunder guy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just (laughs) we ranted about the in-season tournament. How? What are your thoughts on the in-season tournament, there, sir?
0: Yeah, I'd agree with you. I think that they should do eight teams would just be healthier. Eight games. Yeah. Eight games away with
1: Uh, your division.
0: Yeah, I would like that too. Just because the the groups thing just seems so random. And so, like, unnecessary because it's the same exact structure as the divisional landscape. And Um, I don't
1: think any division doesn't have two okay teams.
0: Yeah. Like, and yeah, every, like, the way these groups were split up was a little uneven, like, already. Was worse than divisions would have been. At least, like, not any better. Because,
1: like, breaking them down, you could, I could go through and name two good teams in each one Atlantic, Celtic, Sixers. In the southeast, heat and
0: that's Atlanta. probably the one. They're okay. They get one in. They're but yeah. okay.
1: Atlanta's okay.
0: He, he, Magic right now are actually really oh, good. Magic. Though.
1: I I apologize, Orlando fans. Um, and then you've got in the central the Bucks and the who am I missing? Uh,
0: I mean, there's Pacers has been pretty Cavs good. Go- Cavs. Pacers,
1: Cavs. Combined, they have two decent teams. If you add them, yeah. then you've got to the western side. T-Wolves, Nuggets. Uh, mm-hmm. then you've got Lakers, Dallas. Kings, Lakers,
0: Clippers, whatever way you want to do it. Yep, Dallas, but, Houston. Yep, Dallas Houston.
1: And then actually it'd be like Lakers or Suns
0: Dallas, New Orleans.
1: Every division has a healthy two, at least two good teams. Yeah. So it's not like one team would be like, oh, my division totally sucks and walks through it easily. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. So why they couldn't have just done already five team groups? And this whole thing's gonna get reshuffled. Uh, probably not that much. It'll probably just be whoever wins each group gets to be the person in the in season tournament when the things get reshuffled when they add new teams to the NBA because the NBA is primed for expansion. Adam, if you haven't heard yet,
0: yeah, I think they'll just add another division. I'm guessing, like, yeah, like, will just
1: the NFL. It'll just be straight yeah, up the NFL.
0: The NFL record, Other than f- the conferences will still be East and West, but
1: yeah. Every, but every division will have four teams four. and then in the in season tournament, the winner of that little round robin thing. Actually,
0: I'm pretty sure what they want to do at some point is do, uh, since like if you add two more teams, make it 32, that's like such a perfect number for doing tournaments and stuff. Like they want to do a, uh, in season tournament to, that tournament. includes all 32 and, and then they'll, they just they'll have like a runway before to figure out seating, seating. Yeah. Hmm. But for like They'll do something similar, probably with like how they figure out seating. But everybody makes it into the actual bracket round, you know. Um,
1: but I just think that if in the current format we're looking at playing eight games, a home and away, as opposed to four, where you get two home and two away, but not against the same teams, would be healthy and beneficial. Uh, not only to make it, the games feel more important, but I just think that it would also be able to extend it a little bit longer which maybe they want, maybe they don't want. We've talked about maybe as a way to improve the in-season tournament, making the championship game be what opens up All-Star Weekend. Yeah, that
0: would be awesome.
1: And it would also give like another like... Especially if they put a team in Vegas, you can't just go play at Vegas every time, like you can. But it would be like cooler to rotate where it's at in different places that have the All-Star Game would also have this game. And then the only thing is you'd guarantee the teams that play in the championship game would have a like they're guaranteed to not play until the thursday of the next week like they get the same amount of break as everybody else Mm -hmm. um not the the same amount but at at the minimum of of a a long enough break
0: yeah for sure yeah that would be interesting i feel like that would be fun just to have like all the stars from around the nba be able to be in the building you know like that would just be like a fun atmosphere like that's something that's unprecedented. It's like having a bunch of NBA players, like active NBA players, all watching a different actual game. You know, going- also, I, it is
1: 2023. There is like some curable cancers out there. There is medicine for just about anything. People can fly in metal tubes through the sky. Why can't we not make a decal on the court that's not slippery? <laughs> 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 what? What happened? Just have you not seen that like there's like all oh, the same problem because they used to put the Larry O'Brien in the middle of finals games in the middle of the court. Yeah. And it was slippery because it was a sticker decal. Apparently people have the same problem with the in-season tournament courts. How can we not make a non-slippery surface in well, all why,
0: sports? Why, don't, why do they need a sticker decal? Why don't they just do the – how do they make their all their courts normally?
1: I don't know. That's my question. People just claim that they're slippery.
0: And I don't know if this was fans.
1: I don't know if like fans saw their guy guy slip on the thing and it was a coincidence and they're actually fine. I haven't seen an actual NBA player bring this up, but just like there is so many things that we can do as a human race that is just crazy, but Mm. make a sticker that's not slippery.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh. I have like heard Aaron anything Rogers about that.
1: But. tore his Achilles tendon in August. And he is slated to play in three weeks at the minimum. To play Wait, he NFL tore football. His what?
0: Achilles. And he's playing in three he weeks. He
1: is cleared for football contact.
0: It's how many months has that even been? Like five? Three! three? It was in August! Is it a, like a partial tear, maybe? Something. I don't know. They just said it was a tear. That's insane.
1: I'm just like, medicine is wild. That's never,
0: nothing even close to that has happened in the
1: EDA. That is like. It's, I don't know. It's the thing that makes me laugh more is because it's Aaron Rodgers. Who's like this weird.
0: Like natural medicine. Yeah. (laughs) Guru guy.
1: Apparently he went to a guy that like does a different technique.
0: Yeah. Like alternative medicine.
1: But no, but like he does an actual surgery, and it was like real med, like it was real medicine. But like the technique when he's in there was different than what is normally done. Gotcha. Um, But if Aaron Rodgers comes back from a torn Achilles in, let's say he comes back at the end of December, so August in four and a half months. I don't know. I feel like that guy is going to be a billionaire.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's like double that is like the, the minimum the norm yeah
1: <laughs> the minimum yeah because uh, so he so the way that he got cleared for contact so that means that the Jets who Aaron Rodgers now plays for have 21 days to take him off of IR and put him in a well it's not necessarily put him in a game but to take him off of IR but a lot of the time when guys get cleared for contact they play like not maybe not the next week but the week after that
0: hmm it's pretty insane. Achilles. It doesn't seem <laughs> real. <laughs> yeah, I there, there's no way that there's like a full tear. I, I I don't even know how you would be able to. I don't know. Maybe they no because this is what did our
1: ga- our gambling thing got cut didn't it? Yeah. W- when I just got flustered, uh, we talked. We had a conversation that was gonna be in a pod, but it wasn't. It was Aaron Rodgers. It was then. It was when he tore his Achilles. It was like the day of that or the day after that episode. Or the day before day that before, episode sorry.
0: Yeah. I was gonna, did he was going to tell like the future. <laughs> he practiced 11 weeks after surgery. Like a pa- practice practice? Like a practice practice. Wow. At 40 years old. <laughs> that is, something about that seems just not real, but that's insane. I feel um, like he
1: just shouldn't play this year and make sure he's actually fine. Um Yeah.
0: Yeah, for real. Um Anyways, steering back into NBA stuff, though. um, I'm done
1: with the in-season tournament rant. Uh, I don't have anything further to add on that. I
0: I think it'll be interesting to see Lakers-Celtics maybe be the championship game. NBA couldn't really ask for a better uh, final result. No.
1: Oh, we could look at the the matchups that are coming up. uh, Because it's Pacers-Celtics, Knicks-Bucks, Lakers- Mm -hmm. Lakers
0: Lakers-Suns
1: sons yep. and which Kings will be a, yeah uh i probably i'm i think that the celtics beat the the pacers mm-hmm. healthily last time they played it was like a 50 point game <laughs> they didn't have tyrese halberton who is quietly like cooking with some sauce i think we'll probably talk about him later because yeah. we talk about talking about some like exciting surprises that we've seen in the year the season and uh not that Tyrese Haliburton is good we knew that shout out to Iowa State uh, where he went to college if those didn't know um but like the the sheer like level that he is at is he like went from like if there's like stairs of players and like tiers he like jumped three tiers or
0: two tiers multiple of, like, times now
1: <laughs> he's done it twice yeah um so that's cool anyway um, I think Tyrese Halliburton does not mean that's like. I think the Celtics still win, and in gar like there's going to be garbage time. Like I think it's a comfortable win.
0: I personally yeah. believe.
1: Um, Celtics
0: are a good offensive team and defensive team. Pacers can't guard anybody. Um, yeah, and at Celtics all. are the second best defense in the league, so it, it'll give the Pacers some fits. Who, by the way, are the best offensive team <laughs> in the NBA so far by the numbers. Oh they have, well, they're the best offensive. They have the best offense in league history right now.
1: Well, um, putting is, up 160 points almost twice. Um, think yeah. or almost 160 points twice. I think would probably do that this yeah, early into
0: the season. Their offensive rating on cleaning the glass is 122.9. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. League I average like this s- year is 114.6. Yeah, that's a big swing. Yeah.
1: Um. Then uh Nick's Bucks. I think I lean Nick's. As I weird can see as that. that seems the
0: Bucks are just a weird thing right now. I don't know if they're good. And
1: I'm not and maybe that's also me being like so down on the Bucks since like week one. I saw them I saw them struggle, and so I was like, they suck for the rest of the year. I'm not yeah. gonna reevaluate my opinion. Uh-huh. Uh, they definitely have looked better in like the past couple of
0: games. Kind of past two weeks ish, yeah, but like and then even then, Alex there's been games Caruso, that have been
1: so Yeah,
0: losing to the Bulls, which granted, the Bulls did play really well that game. Booch had a yes. big game, um, and Alex Crusoe obviously. I'm just worried about, like, their coaching situation
1: because that was never a variable you had to be worried about in the regular season of, like, are they going to be coached poorly? Because the answer is no. They Uh will be coached better than everyone else. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. Always.
1: Unless – until you got to, like, in-game adjustments because that's the one place that boonholds struggled. Yeah. We've talked about this ad nauseum on the podcast. You can go find episodes where we talk about – like, where the only places Budenholzer was weak as a coach. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not the regular season. He has his team, a well-oiled machine. I don't think Adrian Griffith has that. I just don't think that it's there. It's is it Griffith or Griffin?
0: Griffin. It's Griffin. No- I noticed, I thought you said Griffith that one time earlier, and I was like, maybe he didn't. I don't know. I gave you it's the benefit Adrian of the doubt. Adrian Griffith. I I know it's Griffin yeah 100% sure (laughs) it's Adrian Griffin he played in the NBA he has a son in the NBA Adrian Griffin Jr. AJ Griffin on the Hawks
1: there's a cricket player named Adrian Griffith Griffith. Apparently, a pretty
0: good one like a Hall of Fame cricket player interesting yeah well this is Adrian Griffin Uh, Griffin. he's the rookie head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks Um, and it shows yeah I, I will say he seems like he's Pretty receptive to trying new things, which is always a good sign. Which is healthy. A good,
1: yes, a good sign is a good way to put it. Yeah,
0: he's adjusted. Um,
1: but also chasing off one of the most like best basketball minds in the current day universe in Terry Stotts before the season starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a great sign, but yeah. they kind of counterbalance. Maybe they'll get things figured out and they'll just be a team that like in the record might look, they might be 46 and something, whatever. They might not be crazy in the regular season record, but once they get into the playoffs at the end of the season, they'll kind of hit their stride and be the terror that people thought they were going to be immediately after the Dame trade, maybe. Mm -hmm. Or uh, losing Drew Holiday is a way bigger deal than people thought, and uh, Chris Middleton will
0: never return to what they need him to be. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that if we never saw the Drew Holiday trade happen, like the Dame trade happen, I still think we would be in a situation right now where we'd be like the Bucks are in danger, like they're, you know what I mean. We would be um,
1: sending flowers to or being like, "We are sorry, yeah, you are so much better than we thought, yeah." Uh, just because of the change of system did not go well.
0: That um, and also like the roster kind of deteriorated
1: because of age; they're just older. Just with Chris old, Middleton and
0: lack of lack of flexibility with that sets at that. Not a lot of well, not even not a lot like. <laughs> very few young people on the team and like no draft picks um you know at least immediate draft picks so it's just kind of tough but adding dame got you some offensive firepower but then it also traded off a big part of why their defense was so immaculate yeah um
1: because no they just went from a top four defense in the nba top three at least yeah. I don't know about statistically, but just like like in my brain list off good defenses. The Bucks were in that conversation to a up upper twenties, middle, middle like low low teens, upper twenties. maybe.
0: Um, cleaning the glass, they're twentieth right now. Yeah, they've been fifteenth past two weeks.
1: That's just a, a kind of a fall from grace. <laughs> yeah, and their offense hasn't like jumped to match. Like the same way,
0: eighth in offense, which is like the same that they've always been. But that's
1: what they always were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like they would need to have like Pacers offense with their defensive drop, like to match to To still be the the same 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 level of team. Uh, But like I said, they might be a team that as Adrian Griffin gets more comfortable, uh, maybe they'll kind of hit their stride and be a terrifying four seed, which I think they would be anyway. But or five, whatever. (laughs)
0: yeah i don't think there's a three seed right now right
1: right now yeah uh, because
0: it's celtics then magic (laughs) yeah which i don't know if that'll stay like that but that's a fun story Uh, so far
1: then it's bucks sixers knicks the east is pretty not chalk outside of the magic the west is where things are like whoa the west have have has had some wild fluctuations i feel
0: oh yeah for sure in comparison to the um, and everybody's at like the same spot for the most part, other than the bottom, like Spurs. It's crazy. I Spurs have only won three games, but they've had. They like, were both loud against wins.
1: two of their wins were against the the Phoenix Suns. Suns have lost seven games, and two
0: of them are to the three win Spurs. Yeah, the league and, is but,
1: primed for expansion. Adam.
0: Yeah, and and the, but like. There's been multiple performances from the Spurs where it's like, wow, this team has a lot of potential. You know what I mean?
1: Like there are, uh, like they but, they don't feel like they're a move away, but they're like, if they can somehow hold this roster together with ratchet straps and just make it like three years, they will be terrifying.
0: Yeah, like Popovich, I feel like he's just doing the, uh, like he's definitely not doing the scraping out every single win thing. <laughs> Um, he is doing the complete opposite like having fun with just like anywhere his his mind can take him he's experimenting you know um running jeremy Sohan um Sohan I don't even I don't know one of those two uh running him as their starting point guard which who is, has never played a lick of point guard in his life
1: which gave us the greatest clip in the history of the NBA Sohan's driving down the court. Has Wemby to his left, on oh, no, a fast break, has Wemby to his left, Trey Jones to his right. You think you go up to the, the French Phenom, give it to, nope, Trey Jones in the corner almost. And then well, let's, Trey- let's
0: also say, yeah, like, Trey Jones is running to the corner. Victor Wembanyama is trailing the play, heading to the rim.
1: <laughs> Passes out to the Trey Jones, and the Trey Jones, without thinking, immediate, almost yeah. like, like as the ball hits his hands, he chest passes it to an oop for Wemby. Yeah. Like it was it was, was funny. Like, why are
0: you passing it to me? You should have passed it to him.
1: <laughs> and then uh, everybody on Twitter and social media was like, and that is why uh, you can tell Jeremy Sohan's never been a point guard.
0: And Trey <laughs> Jones is an actual is point, point guard. guard. <laughs> yeah. Uh but um but I, I think that, you know, uh experimenting like that, getting somebody who like Jeremy Sohan, it's part of his game. That everybody has seen glimpses of is like, oh, he's has pretty good feel for passes and stuff like that that he makes, but he's never been like a live dribble creator. You know, I mean, that's like a big jump to make. Um, but that is an aspect of his game that he needs to have if he wants to reach that like Draymond's level of offensive. That people think he can. Yeah. uh, Of being able to be an initiator like that.
1: Yeah. And I think, obviously, Popovich knows, like, this is the year to do it. With how mm-hmm. good – like, you're not going to – even if you play perfect perfect scrape every win out, this is, what, a six, seven-win team? It's not like they're anything – On the season? No, as of right now. Like Sorry. right now, okay. Sorry. okay. I'm like, I should have verbalized that better. Right, yeah. Like, right now, they're like a seven-win team as opposed to a three-win team. Probably. When yeah. you could develop what could turn into just this monster – of Wemby and so on, like that could be terrifying.
0: That could be just mm-hmm.
1: such a problem
0: that no one would have an answer. If if you have somebody taking care of all of your point guard necessities, that is a six eight switchable wing, like a real and not even just switchable, but like a a very very good defensive player.
1: And then with if they can run your offense, you just go find. Three and Ds to put around your seven foot eleven center. I don't. He's not seven eleven. How tall is is it? Seven seven f- four. That's just anyway. Seven four. Defensive freak, offensive anomaly. Like it,
0: that's also barefoot. Seven four barefoot. So like in shoot how we when he's normally think of NBA he's realistically
1: seven six probably. Yeah.
0: Uh huh. <sighs> Somewhere in there.
1: That's a level of disgusting.
0: He but looks I, like it too. Like he makes. Rudy Gobert looks small and Rudy Gobert is 7-1
1: well I think we talked about it like right after it happened but the the picture of Wemby <laughs> shooting the three over Kevin Durant and it looks like Kevin Durant's taking a three over Chris Paul like it's like yeah. j- it's just like levels yeah Chris Paul exactly could legitimately like tackle Wemby and the shot would still not be contested like he could he could jump off a trampoline and not block the shot <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
1: um, But speaking of Wemby, uh, as we are kind of m- maneuvering our way past whatever, I want to bring it up because if you haven't heard, haven't listened to any episodes, big Chet Holmgren guy, number one in the rookie of the year odds has switched hands. Mm-hmm. Chet Holmgren, who has been playing out of his noggin, just been cooking with the most sauciest of sauces, has and- been –
0: I'd say a big factor in this, too. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Uh, I was just going to say a big factor in this, too, is the the wins. I, I feel like the Spurs just being terrible and the Thunder being one of the best teams in the league so far.
1: But I think that that's part of it. But also the fact that, like, Chet has been – I'm going to – the second best player on the Thunder and they're winning games. With how well he's playing, he is, like – there. he's
0: maximizing his role for sure
1: he's yes he is not doing he's doing almost nothing wrong in the role he's being given uh
0: yeah. which i think is he's important maximizing that's why i mean his what's his shooting his true shooting is like 69 percent. it's like what Jokic was at last year like you know he is and he's actually like shooting some threes and stuff he's not just a rim runner you know he that's where he gets a lot of his shots is at the rim uh he has some variety to his shot selection more so than just like a Mitchell Robinson, you know, putting up a 70% true shooting season. Um, but, yeah, Chet Holmgren, though, like, it's pretty incredible. I, I You think he would have won rookie of the year last year? Yes. You do? If he's, who, if, who knows if he has the same type of season, but. That's
1: why, like, I would rather be like a comeback player of the year award for those type of guys and that you just don't get a rookie of the year. Cause I mm-hmm. think the value of sitting and watching and being in the NBA environment for a year like almost makes it not fair. Yeah, like almost we're like Donovan Mitchell should have gotten a one point five multiplier on his rookie of the year votes. Like, because that's the Cause last it was time close. It's,
0: it, it was really close between the two of them. Just if you don't look at the year and you know factor,
1: I also just like hate on Ben Simmons because he was a Sixer. Whatever, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll own it. I know why I was on the Mitchell train, um, and I'm on the opposite side of it now. I guess because I want Chet to win, but I just NFL, and I, I'm almost positive rookie of the year is your does not you get injured doesn't matter. It is rookie year just because That's of how, how it works in, in, the NFL, in the NFL. I believe so. Oh, I had so. no
0: idea. Hmm. Um, I believe you. I, no, I also yeah, – I, I feel like that. I
1: looked this up to make sure I wasn't crazy because, like, in the NFL, like – yeah, I might, I, I'm pretty sure I'm right. I think I looked it up during the Ben Simmons era because we're, were we doing Next Man Up podcast when that happened?
0: In what? During – when what happened?
1: The Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell thing.
0: No, that was, like, a couple of years at least before we ever – a podcast
1: or is that when i did mine
0: i think it was before both we were freshmen in college and and that season happened Donovan mitchell's rookie year then we must have just talked about
1: it in like somewhere for like just a long time because i I mean
0: yeah we took we always talked about nba before we started podcast that's why (laughs) it kind of works very naturally I
1: i just remember it being like a very long like like a, I felt like it was like a m- multiple occurrences for like a long, long time type of
0: event. I don't remember actually ever talking about it with you.
1: But then maybe honestly. I
0: – I don't know. Who, maybe I just – probably, We probably did. But we probably, I, maybe we just texted and that's why it felt like it was so yeah. long. It was very covered by the media. I feel like it was a big thing that I would see stuff about every day <laughs> um, Like because they were both getting into it like wearing shirts that were like, oh, like yeah. calling out the other person yeah I forgot like, like Donna Don't Mitchell was not a, a rookie. shirt that had the dictionary defin what it,
1: did it say like not a rookie or something
0: like that yeah Donna Mitchell was wearing a shirt that had the definition dictionary definition of the word rookie that's all it said it's like rookie and then it had like the definition of it
1: oh yeah, um, an athlete playing his or her first season
0: as a member of a professional sports team, yeah, which is technically true. I want to
1: say the NBA is the only one that does this weird. Even if you get injured, it's fine.
0: Really? But like, based on that definition, I I just don't get why he thought he was making such a big point there. Because there's still that as a member of a professional sports team, playing his first season as a member, playing his first season. I guess.
1: Yeah. I I still feel like it's backwards. I just think that the whole reason that this came up, I feel like that year of just sitting and being in the environment is. Huge,
0: yeah, like, I agree. I agree, I agree I, with you. Like, for Chet, I think it, it makes sense either way to me, to, but like, you just have to make it a rule either way. Like,
1: yes, I because, like, if I if uh, let's say uh, Wemby sat a year and had a year to like not bulk up but like get his body ready, for, it's already ready for the NBA, but like, that's what Chet did for his year. Once he got healthy, he, like, bulked up. He put on (laughs) weight and is now, like, this – he's not even, like – Lanky doesn't even feel like it's going to be a problem. Like, that's not what's going to cut his career short. Like, you thought after his, like, injury happened. You mean, like, being skinny? Yes, like, being too skinny and just getting, like, bullied. He bullies people. It doesn't matter how big you are. That's not true. There's, like, Joel Embiid's that I'm sure would bully him, but
0: he, like – I mean, it's still going to happen now. Yeah. Yeah, he just put on a bunch – like, what, 15 pounds, something like that? That's what I what he said, I'm pretty sure. Fifteen pounds.
1: That's a lot of muscle to put on. That's
0: a- Yeah. I mean he is seven one, but still that is quite a bit.
1: Yeah. Um anyway, uh I talked about but yeah, that. He's he,
0: Chet though, like just to go into like his game a little bit, he's what he's like, been doing. A l- little bit smaller than Wimdayama, but he's similar build. Uh very similar actually. He's been shooting well. He is so like he's a really good rim protector has really good defensive instincts. I, one thing I really like about him is like his motor um, and his willingness to play the role that he's in, which is just like awesome to see a young guy just, just buying a, in somebody who is like a very highly touted prospect, you know, debatable number one pick um, should have been a, you think should have been over Paulo.
1: Oh, yeah. I forget about that little wrinkle. They were in the same class.
0: I who, who did you think it was? It was going oh, the against the guy that
1: went one, or no went? Did Chet check? Go three?
0: Chet went two.
1: Jabari, I thought for some reason I thought Jabari Smith Jr. went higher than he did. Three. Well, he was
0: supposed to go like that. The odds and most sources were saying Jabari Smith was going one all the way up until the day of the draft, and then it moved, and then it flipped because like the whole time everybody was saying Chet I'll was going was two to Oklahoma City. Yeah. And
1: Paolo was three what, because what Jabbar, did you say?
0: Yeah, Paolo was three to Houston because um, Jabari was going be, one to to Orlando because like oh. uh, Scott. Wow you you forgot his name last time. I forgot his name this time. Sam Sam Presti. There we go. Um, oh, <laughs> remember a few episodes ago? Where, yeah. Yes. Anyways, Sam Presti was pretty vocal about like the whole time that uh, he was like, "If we had the number one pick, we'd be taking Chet." We just because of what big, we so. have. We have, yeah. like. And of- because I think that's where he would rank him just in a vacuum of all those players. Oh. Like, I think he he saw Chet as number one, his opinion. Hmm. You know?
1: That's interesting. I think, well, and I guess if you say who's a better player, Chet or, like. Hello. I-, I feel like you're not crazy either way.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I agree. That's what I was asking so- about if he would have won Rookie of the Year last year.
1: Again, I'm just taking like with what he's done in this small sample size, I feel like what he's doing and maybe it's because he's buying
0: into the role that I'm more even more yeah, like. Exactly. Just like, it's like all what in. we saw Palo doing. What we saw Palo doing for Team USA was like was kind of it was like you're really similar, honestly. Like just maximizing the role he was playing really well. Like if we how- saw Palo playing on a team where he was like Down in the pecking order, you know, and just had a a role to play instead of giving the keys. He has the keys to it all, you know.
1: Think how disgusting the
0: Rockets would be, though, if they took Powell instead of Jabari Smith Jr. this year. If they would have gotten,
1: if 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 he would have
0: fallen to them. That would have been pretty insane. This year, Think how disgusting that team would be. But who knows? Maybe maybe their development just completely flips because like, a big part of, I feel like, why Jabari struggled last year was because of the guard play on the Rockets was That's like horrible and, and would, could not get him the ball. Because um, he does uh, look
1: better this year than he did last year.
0: Yeah, for sure. He definitely does, with more of like a veteran presence there with Fred Van Vliet as uh, more of the primary ball handler.
1: And as much as I don't want to say it, uh, I feel like... Dylan Dylan Brooks has Dylan given Brooks. that team like a little bit of a moxie. Yeah, and I hate it so much, but I feel yeah. like
0: he's he's such a Yudoka guy. <laughs> Dylan Brooks is like perfect for Emile who The nose. We'll talk about this more when we get to
1: surprises. I guess maybe we're already kind of talking there. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we dive
0: into like the surprises? Um. Not really. I mean, we're, yeah, we're kind of already talking about it, so Did we'll we just finish? keep the train moving. We should,
1: do you want to finish who we pick for our uh, – I
0: think T-Wolves win
1: over the Pelicans. You mean Kings? Uh, uh yes. Isn't My, it
0: Kings or is it Wolves? Am I crazy? The Wolves have to play. The, the Wolves made it, didn't they? I don't think so. I think it was the Kings.
1: The Wolves and the Nuggets aren't in the playing? I was so invested in the Celtics watching their whole three-way garbage. yeah. In in season tournament, I'm gonna mess that up probably until the
0: end of time. I think we've been saying in season.
1: I just said play in.
0: Oh, Okay. Yeah, it's Kings. It's Kings. So Lakers, Suns, Kings, pels Bucks, Knicks, uh, Pacers, Celtics. Yeah. So I take I'll take Bucks over Knicks. You take Knicks over Bucks. Let's let's have the same picks. Let's have a solidarity a hoop theory I prediction. I will not you know? budge
1: on the Boston Celtics.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I agree. Okay. That's what I was gonna pick anyways. But I'll go with you on the Knicks, just because I—that's a coin toss for me—and you—you like the Knicks, so go Knicks on that. Uh, Lakers, Suns—I'll take Lakers. It, um, yeah, we can go Lakers because my other thing was like D Book's not playing tonight. Yeah, that's and, the,
1: the game's not tonight,
0: is it? Yeah, it's Tuesday.
1: No, it's too, I'm just saying, but he's not playing tonight because so he might not if be Booker's as ready. not playing against the Lakers. I—I'm all in on Lakers, so we'll go Lakers. Yeah. It's also because the Lakers feel like the one one of the few teams that like took this play, this in season tournament are like this game matters. We're doing this. We are doing this. Mm
0: -hmm. Anthony Davis in particular. I think that's the key. If you get Anthony Davis invested or like caring about something, you know what I mean? Like that unlocks everything for them.
1: No, because we've talked about like how Anthony Davis, like when he cares, is the best player on the planet.
0: Yeah. But he just playing for for a contract.
1: But for some reason, or, he doesn't care every night.
0: Like yeah, he just is—he he needs something external to motivate him. He needs like, the carrot dangling in front of him, you know.
1: Which is just so—it's just—it's just interesting to me that like the thing, and it's not like what you would expect. It's like random things, like Charles Barkley calling him "street clothes." His first game yeah. back, he like single—I think he had like fifty points his first game back after being called "street clothes." It just like it just is what he needed. I don't know, but More like
0: elimination games and playoffs, or like playoff games in general over regular season games. Like that's he's a monster in the postseason. Anthony Davis is.
1: It's it's crazy, and then Sacramento Pelicans. I think I lean Pelicans because of I his, do
0: too. Just because lately they've been they've smacking just been everybody,
1: nuking. Just doesn't matter who you are. You're walking in front of a
0: buzzsaw. That is yeah. Zion Williamson, two going NBA to the players rim.
1: that are built completely different. Is there anybody in the NBA built differently? That's a two a duo than Zion yeah, Williamson y- and Brandon yin Ingram. And yang. Like <laughs> yeah. one is just like this, like not like stubby person, but just like a tank, and then just this like slender little monster of Brandon Ingram. Also, I'm yeah. glad to see Brandon Ingram like not be phased by his terrible Team USA performance. Mm-hmm. Like I was like not worried, but. It seemed like everyone else either bought into a role or, like, the strategy was built around them except for him. Like, he didn't buy into the role that he was supposed to be given and they didn't really work with him at all. Other than, Mm -hmm. we'll send you to the bench, do dumb stuff for
0: 20 minutes a game down there. uh, They wanted to use use him as, like, a catch-and-shoot guy, which he more than, like, almost any – he's a very, like, polarizing player in this regard like but like he even on the pelicans and on the lakers like just the percentage of like shots he takes off of catch and shoot is just like very very low like he barely does it for some reason he he needs like a comfort dribble or something like that like when he catches the ball he needs to like do something with it first to get to his spot
1: and i think there's a lot of guys i mean it's like the free throw ritual for everybody like if you do your ritual wrong yeah. like there's that have you seen this video i think it was thinking basketball uh of russell westbrook's free throw percentage this season after they make, said you have to stay, make in, the, stay in the circle yeah uh-huh. um but he got it figured out and got something new that worked for him but like there was like a it was like a six percent drop which is not nothing when they you're like a consistent three free throw shooter yeah. just randomly dropping six percent i might be wrong on that number but
0: like it was more than six percent, pretty sure. Really, he, he went I, from like mid seventies to like low sixties.
1: Okay, that's way worse than I thought it was. I yeah. just remember that there was like a dramatic drop. Like Maybe it, he just needs I'll, that little bit of that comfort gather and
0: then pulls up. Yeah, because I mean, he he walks all the way back to half court. I'm pretty sure he's, what he used to do. He's the reason they implemented that rule, I, which I believe it was already a rule. They just started enforcing it. Because like it, like,
1: it slowed stuff down, is what they said it was, right? Yeah,
0: it was. It was like a delaying the game. <laughs> um, but then,
1: but then the thing that I argue is like everybody shoots free throws faster. Like the Giannis thing. Like how do you stand there for twenty or fifteen seconds and not shoot your free throw? Yeah. Um, like that's like an insane amount of time to stand there at the rim, like fifteen seconds. People don't think that's a lot of time. Count to 15, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three. Like, that's a long time to just be standing there dribbling, looking at the rim.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, know for sure. Um, You know, by chance, what year this rule change happened? I don't know. I can look it up. Um, Just because I see a very clear drop. I'm I'll, gonna... I'll
1: say the year, and then you say if that's the year.
0: Okay, I'm. I'm I want to try to average what because it, it's like a two step drop, kind of like he dropped a little bit and then he dropped like equally as much again.
1: I have the year the change happened. Okay do do you want it or
0: like yes. you
1: probably can see it without even guessing twenty seventeen season
0: like that was the first year that they were doing it differently or the year after that was the first uh, I year i believe
1: it's that they implemented it in, the way i read it is it's they implemented, it implemented in 2017 in, in 17 so that would be the 18 season yes yeah, sorry yes the, it'd be like in yeah. the 17
0: off season which That's would the be the
1: 18 season
0: yes okay this year it looks like because the 17 season was actually his career best free throw shooting
1: percentage. 84.5%.
0: Yep. The season immediately after that, he dropped to over 10% less, 73.7. And then the year after that, he dropped again to (sighs) 65.6. And he's been, he jumped back up for one season to like 76. But ever since then, he's been in the mid 60s.
1: Cause what he would do for those that don't know, he used to like shoot his first free throw and then he would walk to half court, and then walk back up to the line, and then ask for the ball, and then just shoot it like it was like a. Yeah. It wasn't a whole.
0: I think the first free throw didn't he walk in? He would walk into both of them, didn't he.
1: Yes, but like it, like the the time it became an issue is when the ref threw him the ball yeah, early, yeah, that, and then that he that threw the it back.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and Reggie you, Jackson just did that the other night. Um, and I was thinking about it because it was when we were playing against the clippers i think is when this happened reggie jackson was actually outside of the circle so i don't know if they enforce it really that much but
1: well i think it's also like a
0: discretion type of thing like if it's like he's barely out of it
1: yeah um it's not like a olympic throwing shot and disc you're out of the circle done uh yeah also, shout out to Reggie Jackson. We did not give that man flowers. Yeah. To, before D'Andre. we go yeah. into
0: that, sorry. Before we go into that, this free throw thing just got me fired up again about a memory <clears> that just from a couple weeks ago. We didn't record an episode about it, but <clears throat> it was in the game that Jokic got ejected. I'm sure everybody saw that. <sighs> but so the first tech that he got, I don't nobody, for the most part, seems to know this about like for the most people that were talking about it on Twitter and stuff. Um, the first tech that he got was in the first half. And it was on a play that Marvin Bagley, I believe it was. I think, I'm pretty sure it was Marvin Bagley or Isaiah Stewart. One of those two, he, he they uh, had a lane violation on the free throw. He was fighting with, for a position with Jokic. He stepped into the free throw lane, like before the shot went up. And then they all, because Jokic was kind of like involved with it, like they were touching each other, the ref blew the whistle and just had him reshoot the free throw, which is the opposite of what you're supposed to do when you blow the whistle for a lane violation on the on the offensive team, on the team shooting the free throw.
1: It's supposed that's, to kill the free throw.
0: Yeah, that's essentially calling it on the Nuggets. You you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like the opposite of what you should do. And so Jokic got mad and it was like yell. He was like arguing with the ref and they started like fighting back forth, yelling. And then he got teed up. But like that's just such a stupid play to me. Is that when Malone got ejected? Or when what did Malone do? Malone was later. Um shortly because later. Because did though, Malone
1: get straight kicked, or was it like teed twice?
0: He got teed and then as he got like when he got teed, he basically like teed the ref back. Uh, <laughs> you should you should look at the video. He he clearly walks up to him and says like F you like very like aggressively. To the ref, like he he blows up at the ref as soon as he gives him a T, and like just gets kicked out. But um, <laughs> and like he doesn't he doesn't even come back to the bench at all. He like he literally just like but he knows he like just, he just starts walking out of the arena. <laughs> 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 um, but it was it was like that. I think when he started talking to the ref was right after that Jokic thing happened, and then there was multiple possessions of like Jokic being bumped and like scraped and like you know how he always is yep um and refs just not calling anything and then uh so malone's just talking with a ref and eventually i don't remember what happened on the play that he blew up but i don't think it was anything major i think it was just like a culmination of everything um but that was still in the first half i want to say that he got he got tossed um malone david edelman took over as the head coach and then in the second half Which is crazy
1: Um, that he's still in Denver, respectfully. I think we talked about this in the offseason. The fact that he did not – maybe he interviews bad. I don't know. The fact that he did not get poached by somebody for a head coaching spot is crazy. That He's still in
0: Denver. He got interviewed a a few places, I think. Uh, But, yeah, it's very nice for us because he's our offensive coordinator, and I think he's a big part of um, yeah, the way things go there. Him and Jokic, I think, are a really good match. But – Anyway, so Jokic got tossed because um, I think it was Marvin Bagley was guarding him. Are you watching the Malone? I watched the
1: Malone one. He's standing in the corner, like almost like PJ Tucker, just standing in the corner because he's like not all the way off the court, like yelling. And the ref's like, stop, stop, stop. And then he tees him up. And Malone (laughs) goes very clearly, F you. And <laughs> As he's like
0: walking right towards him, right? Pretty you sure he like walks up to him and
1: says the it. T- the timing, because I think he sees the ref like, okay, this is done. You're done. And then he just yeah. starts going. Doesn't even look at the ref again. Just uh-huh. F you and then keeps going.
0: <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure Malone does that sometimes on purpose. Like I've seen Malone get tossed m- multiple times exactly like that. Like – where he gets the first tech and then he's like, F it all, you know? Like, I'll get the second one right here. I, I don't care.
1: When, when when the guy that takes over for you is, like, just as, if not... Like, not. I don't want to say more competent, but, like, it's not like there's this giant drop-off.
0: Like, he's nowhere close to Malone in terms of, like, the way he commands... Yes. Like, a like room.
1: demands, like, attention and demands... Yeah.
0: Yeah. But he's, he's a very, very... Um, competent basketball mind
1: no but in terms of like getting into a huddle and drawing up a play there's there's you're fine
0: there's not going to be any issues Mm -hmm. uh Uh, but i think the reason malone does that though is part of why what like what we're talking about here the factor that he has as a coach that i don't think david Adelman is quite as strong in and um is the motivation factor like because that game and multiple games that the nuggets have had motivation is clearly a big issue and yeah, Malone getting himself tossed from a game, some a, a lot of times has like gets very, people fired is, up. yeah, it gets people fired up. Um, and then Jokic getting tossed got like that added another layer on top of it. Like <laughs> the Nuggets after that were, like, we didn't win the game, but um, or wait, no, I think we did. I want to say we did. It was really close, it, but I think we we did pull pistons. that game. Up. It was the Pistons, yeah. I think we we won that game. But yeah, Jokic got thrown out in the second half. I think it was like the third quarter. But, um, it was on a play where Marvin Bagley was it just kind of bumped into him. It was like a borderline foul, but I think it was just like the fact that it kept happening and, you know, uh, he wasn't ever getting any of the calls that he, like, he, like, he, uh, Jokic kind of just like stopped playing mid play. Like he put out his hands like this and let the ball bounce. And he was like, like, what is going on? Um, And then he kind of tried to like do like a rip through to draw a foul there at the end. And they just like, I don't remember what they called. I think they, it was just, it went out of bounds. Is it just
1: Curtis Blair? Is that the only guy that does it? Because that's who ejected Tatum tonight. The
0: ejection thing. Was it Curtis Blair that tossed alone?
1: And Jokic.
0: Was that Curtis Blair?
1: I think so. Looking at it.
0: Oh yeah, I think it was actually. For some reason, I was thinking it was Tony Brothers, but I, that was a different game. Tony no, it Brothers might have game, been Tony Jokic Brothers t-
1: that, that might have tossed Malone. I need to go back to the mall. Anyway. I don't
0: think they they wouldn't be on the same crew. I'm pretty sure Curtis Blair was, he was the crew there, chief.
1: There is just a problem
0: in the NBA. With like the techs. With the techs, like The refs are way too quick to tee up star players for things. No, like, anybody,
1: you should not, just because they said, I think you're doing a bad job, like nicely, because like what you sent us a text, what did Jokic even yeah. say
0: to get ejected? Apparently Jokic, what Jokic yelled at the ref when he got ejected was, wake up. <laughs> Which well. is just like such a, like it's like the polite, most polite way you could chew somebody be out. a
1: jerk, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: but... And I, I, personally don't think that just because you're LeBron
0: James or Jason Tatum do, or Nikola Jokic, because that you should get treated different from the same point of throwing you out, maybe a little bit, just because of that's like the product of the league that you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, the, yeah, I'm, more, and my brain is like the integrity of the game. Like, no, like there should just yeah, I, I, I get that standpoint as well. But there's also like the refs should just have a. Uh, like keep it in mind more so that like people aren't there to watch them people are there to watch the players you know what i mean and so it's like if you feel wronged by one of the players you shouldn't feel the need to be like hey you are going to get punished in this way that's going to keep you from playing for these fans that are here to see you play
1: the leash used to be like the first tech like was very rare and the second tech had an even longer leash. Like to get ejected, you had to like Draymond Green or DeMarcus Cousins like stomp or punch or scream or shove people.
0: Yeah, it's becoming really short now.
1: I feel like the first leash is like equally
0: as long as it used to be, but you're like- Oh no, I disagree. The emote, like all the texts that we're getting, this is the main thing that I think needs to change. I'm saying the second one I feel like is just,
1: like if you get the first one, you just have to be an emotionless zombie. So you don't get your second.
0: Yeah, but also the first one hap- comes by way too easily in most cases. Like that Jokic one for the free throw thing, just like you made the ref made a terrible mistake. Like, like something that is it's like inexcusable. You saw a player walk into the free, you blew the whistle for that reason, and then you give them the ball back. Yeah, that's just a mistake. Pre-
1: refs need to do press conferences.
0: Yeah. That's not even like a missed call. That's like just wrong. you did you did the wrong execution of what happens after the call you just made. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that that shouldn't happen. Um, yeah. But the uh, so Jokic, you no, know, the, the first tech. Yeah, the first tech coming by way too easily. The one that that really bugs me that we've seen a lot lately. And it's been getting worse every single year. Is the one that is like after a play happens after like a dunk. Like Aaron Gordon this happened to Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon dunks the ball. He swings a little bit on the rim, which he was he had the momentum that carried him to do this. He sw- swung on the rim and just slapped the backboard as he jumped off, like as like a little bit of a celebration thing. After the ball's already scored, not like didn't affect anything, but the re- the ref blows the whistle and calls it for, like calls him for a unnecessary like celebration, excessive celebration, technical. Which did not delay the game in any way. Like that stuff shouldn't happen. It just shouldn't. No. <laughs> Let and the guy slap the backboard. The other thing that makes me mad is the like when guys hang on the rim
1: for too long. Oh, it's yeah. because someone's underneath the rim referee. Sometimes guy. That, that's yeah, what that's, happened to that's Giannis. A big issue. The one that I remember with Giannis yeah. earlier this year is he like literally it was like a like a shack like snapping of the rim, but like he like held on for a split second because I don't know who was under. Somebody
0: was under. Someone
1: him. was in the ballpark of his what would be his landing area. So then he lets go. Literally less than a second. It's not like a, yeah. a, a, a like a hang there. It's like less than a second
0: and gets teed, ejected. I think it was teed up and ejected. Like just gone. Yeah. Uh, and also the just the emotional plays of like uh, clapping like after <clears throat> or yelling like after a play happens where you know it's a call they didn't like but. They don't even uh, direct it at the referee. They're not even like looking at the referee, but like they they just like do like a fist bump, like "dang it" type of thing, or like clap or something like that. They get people get teed up for that all the time, and it makes me so mad as like a fan, not even of the team that it's happening to, but it's like what like what is the purpose of that? You're just like <laughs> there. I think is the reason behind it that they would say the ref would answer with is like they don't want the emotions to flare up too much. You know, they want to stop it before it goes somewhere. It's like, how about just in those situations like that, just like let that those things happen? And well, like, like or, once it crosses a line ooh, is when you should blow the whistle.
1: I just went through puberty again. Uh, or another thing, like, do you remember Grant Williams when he punched the basketball and it went too far? And then he got kicked out of a finals game? Maybe. It was in the finals. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, and I like, do. And then, like, when uh, Scott Foster comes up to him and like ejects him, he's like, what? I was just trying to get it. And he's like, you can't punch the ball. It was like, ah. Like, nothing was malicious or mad. It was Grant Williams yeah. being Grant Williams. Like, was smiling, yeah. not sarcastically, while he was talking to Scott Foster. Just content. And he's like, you can't punch the ball. You're out. And, and he's like, okay. And then he leaves.
0: That's insane.
1: In a finals game. And I get that's Scott the Scott Foster
0: rule. is... The Equalizer, but
1: it, it's like. Have you seen these like the, the, extender, it, the extender? The extender, right? Have you seen yeah the extender? Have you seen the like or it feels like a high school like huddle mixtape? And it's like with like uh boom here or is it here comes the by uh. Pod. Yes. Or Nelly. Um Nelly, the like y'all don't really. Here comes the boom, Ellie, and they they put that in the background, and it's just clips of Scott Foster like ejecting people and like standing in his like three his defensive stance as he's like shuffling his way around. Um, Does the NBA have full time refs? Is this their only job? I believe so. The NFL doesn't. The NFL the refs are just like usually it's just like lawyers or like rich people, and that's like a part time gig for them. Really. It's crazy.
0: I believe this is their full-time job at least. The travel for like an NBA ref has to be insane. You know what I mean? Like they're mixing cuz the NFL, don't they have like the same crews that stay together? Yes. The NBA is like NBA a NBA does that have they, full-time. Yeah, but the NBA it's like a rule that they have to they have to shuffle the crews every single game to keep like the bias like checked. Power, you know, like it's like oh, after the, refs, the, it was a... the refs can't form a team and decide, you know, to do something. A certain, you know what I mean? Um, it's like a power balance type thing, which is a good, good method, I think. But um, I'm just saying, like having that and having to travel all over the country, like nine months do of they a year. Let them like that stay
1: in a group for the playoffs?
0: I don't think so. I think that's even more of a of a thing there. It's like they don't keep the same crew. It's like well, approved. Is crew. It because they
1: have of the Tim, uh, the Tim uh, uh, Don. What's his name?
0: Who is the he? N- like, what does he do?
1: NBA ref, formerly. Then he got like, um, like betting or something. Tim. Tim Don. I think I
0: know who you're talking about, but I don't know his name. I don't know if Go that's ahead. when they implemented that. Like, you have to like constantly. That guy was bet. Yeah, and Scott, there's like a lot of evidence to suggest that Scott Foster knew about that stuff and, and should have been kicked out of the league as well. Um, also just but the gonna throw thing that, that out there. Okay.
1: So like Scott Foster does so many things wrong. Yeah. But he does, he does wrong everywhere. It's not like he doesn't like just hate Chris Paul. Like people say, he doesn't just hate the Sixers. doesn't just hate the, he hates any series not going to seven games he
0: just he also hates chris paul i just does gonna say sure he yeah. does for
1: sure hate chris paul
0: just looking um, at the numbers of like the game all the games it, that chris paul like been tossed like almost all literally almost all of them were scott foster no i was gonna say
1: chris chris paul in playoff elimination games if and, it's and Scott those. foster is oh for like 16 or? i don't even think
0: elimination games just playoff games in general He like just he, is never he's won like three and, like, he's lost, like, 28 or something like that.
1: Well, wow. Scott Foster has officiated 1,617 regular season games and 226 playoff games. His favorite book is Golf is Not a Game of Perfect. His favorite meal okay. is the Maryland Blue Crabs with Cornel Macabre. Uh, he would like to visit Italy. What is this? And his, <laughs> his favorite movie is Braveheart the national basketball referees
0: association can we stop this i don't want to read about scott foster
1: <laughs> you want to know about is his talent is he can body surf
0: i don't even know what that means i don't want to know what it means his bucket um,
1: list is to win gold at the us open pickleball championships
0: um i'm not his even going to comment on this you right favorite on tv
1: shows are shameless and Ozark. <laughs> And his favorite musician is Spearhead and Michael Franti.
0: Don't know who either of those people are.
1: Um, Do you want to know his favorite app, or would you like me to stop? Okay, let's stop.
0: I think because we're already past the time that you said you would be able to record. Um, Oh no, I'm fine. I just have to go to work tomorrow morning. It's okay. Okay, but let's at least touch on that Reggie, the thing that you brought up: Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan returning to their prime selves against the Clippers.
1: reggie jackson almost uh, surpassed his prime oh yeah for sure (laughs) 35 and what 35
0: and 13 or something like that is what he had weirdly
1: enough against the clippers of all the teams for these dudes to dial back the clock against the clippers how Reggie jackson
0: always plays really like both i shouldn't say always both the games that he's played against the clippers so far in nuggets uniform he's played very very well (laughs) um but yeah let me pull up the stats for that game that should have been something we prepared for but 35, yeah, that's, wow, my memory is pretty good. 35 and 13 is what he had. Um, 13 assists for Reggie Jackson. Dang. Yes, yeah, 35 and 13. Bad. And five rebounds to go with it. Um, DeAndre Jordan, 21 points, 13 rebounds, five assists. Like, kind of like a a tame down Jokic stat line. <laughs> yeah. It was like Jokic like three or four years ago. It was that stat line, roughly.
1: That's an Alperin and Shengun stat line.
0: Yeah. Except for yeah. A little put a little bit more in the assist, take less rebounds. Yeah. That, be- but
1: no, it was it was it was fun to watch. Because it just was like, yeah. what is going on? I thought this was an insta lose. I thought the Clippers were finally gonna get a win against a good team. And then just Reggie Jackson exploded.
0: But yeah, the a win against a good team is not it's not genuine because it, yes. the team that we that was rolling out there this was the starting five Reggie Jackson KCP uh, Michael Porter Jr. Justin Holiday, and DeAndre Jordan
1: not full strength
0: yeah so we're <laughs> without our two best players Jokic and Murray and then the guy who most would say for the past year or so has probably been our third best player so far this season I don't know maybe third fourth he's either third or fourth and that's Aaron Gordon we were without three, all three of those players.
1: Those three guys were not playing. Three of yeah. your
0: top four were not playing. Mm-hmm. And Jokic is like the top most top one that a top one can be. Yes. You know? <laughs> um. So that was that was pretty insane that we were able to beat the the Clippers at completely full strength. You know?
1: <laughs> I mean, it well, it and took a good literal, game from Kwai.
0: Not it not took great basketball shooting,
1: miracles. but like Reggie Jackson. At how old is he?
0: uh 32
1: 33 he's not that old but 35 out of reggie jackson 21 an efficient 21 good rebound numbers assist oh deandre jordan
0: assist dude the, yeah know he he i feel like he's like an understudy a, for Jokic now he's a taking like taking notes yeah like the dribble handoff game that like he's just he's like way better at it than i was expecting it was like he must just like Exactly like you said. Take notes from Mokey something. He's like something. a
1: pros pro. Like it's like this. Is what the, you need me to do? I'll game, do it.
0: The two man game of Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan was insane. There was, was literally hard. five alley oops, five alley oops, bet- from Reggie Jackson to DeAndre Jordan that were successful dunks. There would have been six, but the very first one, uh, they called offensive interference because the ball was barely over the cylinder when when DJ touched it. So there would have been six <laughs> in one game, six oops from one player to the same player.
1: Oh, That's man. insane. That's like 2K numbers. Where you just and like that, that, that
0: player it. on the receiving end is like 36 years old. <laughs> 35,
1: I think. I, I want it to happen so bad in a playoff run. Just like for some re- like Jokic shits for a little bit and it just happens. And then they just explode in like the eight minutes they have together. For like... 14 combined points in eight minutes. Yeah. Or just something crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, it was just, it was a sight to behold. Reggie Jackson just was dialed in. Um, and also, one of our shorts from the summer is uh, aging really well. That one of me talking about Reggie Jackson, how I feel like people are, are dismissing w- the like what he could be for us this year. You because know, like when he got signed in free agency, people were like not happy about it. A lot of people. It was like, because they were like, Oh, he played terribly when he got got the minutes last year. It was like, I don't know, he just joined us mid season and we're a team that's like very different than every other team in the NBA and trying to, you know, compete for a title. Uh so like with a full off season heading into the year, I feel like Reggie Jackson is gonna be like a really, really solid backup point guard. Um that's what happened. So Do you wanna to know Tony Brothers' really well favorite bench. book? Sorry. Okay, we're not doing this. I I swear. (laughs) I'm not okay with that. It's the Bible.
1: It's the Bible and his most favorite the place he would like to visit is Israel. (laughs) I love that I found this.
0: (laughs) I'm just gonna wait until your focus comes back to the episode at hand.
1: I'm sorry. Oh man, there's so many referees. Jeez Louise. What about Andy Nagy? Um, Andy Nagy's favorite musician is ZZ Top. Nagy, I'm done. Nagy, Nagy. Okay, his favorite musician is ZZ Top. I'm done. I
0: closed the tab. Yeah, um, but he was one of the refs that that um the Detroit Pistons announcer called out on that broadcast, which we failed to mention on the Jokic ejection. What oh. came out of that was uh, that awesome clip of the Detroit Pistons announcer. Nobody,
1: nobody came to watch the-
0: Yeah, he like says each of the refs name and he's like, whoever whoever they are, nobody, you know, nobody came to watch these names, whoever they are. Um, What's so funny about that is like Chris Marlowe and, and Scott Hastings on the Nuggets call, like we're, they were upset, but like they didn't like do this whole diatribe or you know, like it's just funny that the Detroit Pistons announcer was like more angry about the fact that Jokic is being thrown out than the Nuggets announcers were. <laughs> Just like a golden moment. Um, but yeah, so uh, the other Nuggets thing I will add is the last game we played. Well, I guess I should mention this also. The Rockets game that we had <clears throat> last last uh, week. So not this past one, but the one before that. It was at the Rockets Arena. So it was the last in-season tournament group play game that we played. We got destroyed. We had the worst shooting game that the Nuggets have had in nine years. Oh, so that's Jokic's entire career. Um, and also it was the lowest scoring output that we've had in the past two years. We only had eighty-six points. Um, we lot we did we scored eighty-six points against the Rockets. <laughs> um, I want to say so in in the first half. I was watching. I was keeping note of this as I was watching the game. Jokic had seventeen of our first nineteen. Oh, wow. which is that is the second time that, and I want to say that I might be wrong on this. I might be wrong on this. This just popped in my head now as one of those like memory click moments. You know, um, I'm pretty sure the first game that happened in where Jokic had seventeen of, of our first nineteen was also against the Rockets. It was the first time we played the Rockets.
1: I feel like also that's like a thing that like if Jokic has a lot of points things are going poorly. Like if he yeah. has that type of ratio of like over 80% of your team's points, things are going yeah. terribly wrong.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, for the first full quarter of the game, there was only three people who scored the Nuggets. Three players scored the entire first quarter. Hmm. ACP had two points. I think MBJ had, like, five, and Jokic had the rest. And then, so, also, our bench first bench point didn't come until, like, the second half. Um, So, yeah, it was just a bad game all the, all the way around. But then we played the Rockets again on uh, a week later-ish. Well, not a whole week because we played that Rockets game, first one, or second of the three. We played them three times now. Second time we played them was on Friday. Third time we played them was this week on Wednesday, I want to say. Um, and that game was a lot better. We put up 76 points in the first half. So, the math on that, we we scored 86 points the first game. <laughs> Second game, against the same team, less than a week later, we put up 76, well, 10 points less, in the first half alone. Oh, wow. Um yeah, Murray was back, but he really wasn't playing Wasn't very much himself. because, yeah, he kind of well. The, his first shot of the game was a last at the end of the shot clock grenade from Michael Porter Jr., who went up for a shot in the corner and bailed out of it and threw it all the way back to half court. Like the, Jamal had to run to catch it at, at half court. Jamal was deep inside of the Nuggets logo at half court and just threw it up and and it went in that was his first shot um but uh yeah so but he he uh, rolled his ankle or something like that pretty early on so he was he was out in and out of the game uh barely played but uh the big thing that game was mpj i guess just having jamal there in the lineup was like enough to get mpj back to normal back into his confidence uh cuz porter went off and had a, a great game he had 30 points uh, i want to say 10 10 rebounds and five assists at 30, 10 and five from MPJ. Um, Jokic wow. in that game had like, had, it was a, a 30 point triple double. Don't remember the exact digits on that one. But yeah, 30 point triple double for Jokic leading the way. But yeah, it was just a, that one was a great game where I'm feeling back on track. The Nuggets went through a really rough stretch, especially like all, all those games with Jamal out basically were were pretty rough but we also were playing really good defensive teams. All of them on the road too. So we're still undefeated at home, um, and which is just kind of insane. We're nine and zero at home, and oh, what's our record?
1: Those are like Warriors numbers.
0: Yeah, we're thirteen and six, and we're nine and zero at home.
1: Some <laughs> big Warriors vibes.
0: Yeah, but yeah, so I guess that will do it. On the nugget stuff, I want to say. I don't know if there's really... Kind of covered all the sanding stuff. And we did our trivia. So we we are probably here at the end of our episode.
1: Yeah be sure to head on over to patreon.com forward slash hoop theory to support logan as he does a whole lot of grinding putting out shorts and producing my ramblings uh because that's pretty much you don't hear all of them but you hear a lot of them uh he cuts he sorts through all the garbage cuts it all out so go support him over on patreon.com forward slash hoop theory also head on over to buy me a coffee if you're looking more for a one-time uh investment in entertainment as opposed to a Uh, monthly installments Uh, if you are able we would appreciate it if you'd hit a like on the YouTube video if you're watching it there as well as subscribe and hit the notification bell and if you're on other sources give us five stars as it truly truly does help uh, kind of get our information out there leave a comment if you are still
0: here on YouTube because I think that's the only place you can leave comments isn't it and Spotify you can do Q&A like leave leave a question
1: and we'll answer it next episode yeah We'll, well, I promise we'll open up next episode with answers to questions. If you're listening on Spotify and if you're not listening on Spotify, head on over there and ask a question or, uh, leave your favorite, uh, book as, uh, we learned that Tony brother's favorite book is the Bible. Yeah. Bye. That's it. I don't have anything um, else.
0: Yeah. I think that's um, the
1: most important thing I learned today.
0: I don't know about that, but, uh, um, Scott
1: Foster's favorite movies, Braveheart.
0: That's so basic. No, it's not. That is super yeah, like if you pulled the School world. Info. That's gotta be like top ten. Braveheart? I don't know. My favorite it's like a movie. top ten answer. My
1: favorite all uh favorite movie of all time is Hunt for the Wilder people. So see, that's very
0: a lot more niche.
1: I don't think anybody will probably know that movie. Some people might, I don't know.
0: It, it, I think there's a good amount of people out there that How would. How much know. did Hunt for the
1: Wilder people make at the box office?
0: Probably not a lot. I think it blew up on streaming platforms later. It blew up on like who blew up is like a relative term but uh anyways the thing I was going to add before we get out of here is uh all the links of all those things that Jacob just said the buy me a coffee and the Patreon and all that stuff can be found in the description of both the show and the episode wherever you're listening to this and yeah Jacob already hit all of the other nails right on the head so I did my best yeah Uh, and so we'll leave you guys with stay happy stay healthy and we will talk to you guys next episode peace